0: there you go what is going on everybody this is the cloud nine podcast season three episode 22 we are almost done with season three and we're probably going to start switching the shows up one for lec one for lcs i wanted to make sure i raged at the lcs games um this week individually because the games were very 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 bad now the only good game that i watched actually came from FlyQuest. I'm not even kidding. Yes. The very first game, that open this week, came from FlyQuest, and then they took a dildo right in their butthole when they lost to um, they lost to uh, what? Golden the Guardians. G- they lost to CLG or something like that, right?
1: Let me let me look that up. But that's that's like the what you love about LCS, right? One day they look like you know heroes, the next day they will get their ass whooped. It's just you know, it's just that's that's the LCS. and let me see yeah 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 um so that was sunday they look no yeah they got oh, by TSM. oh yeah
0: that was when Instant got the pentakill yeah so like they played this amazing game against 100 thieves then literally the next day they get their asses blown out by tsm the same tsm they got their asses blown up by Cloud on the previous day, and then Cloud Nine just drops the game to Immortals, the literally, I don't care what the fuck these results were this week, still the worst team in the league. I don't know what LCS games I was watching, but before I tear into these games and just like try not to melt from the inside out, like the Wicked Witch of the East, right? That's the one that melted, right? Yeah. Yes. I, yes. It's been too long since I watched that movie. I watched yeah. that movie when I was a kid. Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, the Wicked Witch of the. If you don't know about the Wizard of Oz. And if you actually like that movie, I highly encourage you to read the book. The book was actually way better. The movie was actually pretty good too, but the book was so much better. Actually, they expanded on much more of the lore of that world. But yes, hmm. so your name is Live Evil Pie. What? So just right, introduce man.
1: yourself.
0: Introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just start with the basic question I asked the last guy I had on: How did you get into League of Legends, and what season did you get into League of Legends?
1: So that's funny. That's a good question. This brings me down memory lane. I started in 2017. So my name is Prime lol. Um, and okay. I'll explain where the Prime comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into the league esports scenes, not the traditional way just by watching but I got in because there's this little game called uh, daily fantasy sports that offered for esports that was like something bizarre for me. And so I was good with the traditional sports, you know, football, basketball, all that. But eSports was fairly new. But And I I already played the game. I played it when Mm -hmm. it came out in season three. So fast forward, and I didn't pick up until I started watching again because they're offering it on DFS. So I'm like, what is this? And I got those straight head into it. That was one of the years that I watched Worlds where I think Samsung Galaxy won. I know Dragon X was in the finals. Yeah, that's when Samsung
0: Galaxy, they actually made a reappearance in the finals, actually. Yeah. It's been, they're actually one of the few teams to make a back to back finals appearance outside of literally SKT, which is also crazy. All these fucking (laughs) accolades Korea has,
1: actually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Um, that's that's my entry into the league. And then it just. But you're a fan of evil
0: geniuses, actually. So when you first entered. The league of legends scene you didn't attach yourself with any team from the lcs nah. lec lpl nah. lck nothing
1: i was watching all four regions for the pure fun of the fantasy sports arena mm-hmm. uh I, I i i tied myself to the players i like uzi i i was like yeah. following him until you mm-hmm. know rng like sticks that same dildo that you mm-hmm. talked about up my butt every single time I bet on them um <laughs> uh you know it's fun to watch kind of like follow a little bit of G2 TSM was not at its best I think TL that by then was taking over the LCS so it was like a dabbling in all the different ones but Evil Geniuses yeah. came this year
0: Yeah so did you like Evil Geniuses when they re-entered the league back in the begin back in the end of 2019 they started their 2020 season with Sven Skarin, Zazel, mm-hmm. Bang, and Jazuke, and Kumo. <laughs> yes, what an interesting <laughs> roster that was! <laughs>
1: that was interesting. Um, so I don't know the EG history prior to then, but I when they got in back in, uh, I think they mm-hmm. took over. Whose spot did it At- take Echo over? Echo Fox's uh,
0: slot, actually. Echo Fox,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my good. Like ties to Echo Fox. I love Tooney. I love that team, mm-hmm. but they, they just completely fell apart. But that's when Evil Jesus took over. I like their branding. The The whole idea of evil. The I don't know if you <laughs> remember Jesus K okay, holding that, that. flamethrower.
0: I remember the yeah. promotion video the, the lady did actually. Right. They're yeah. going to yes. stomp the league and everyone knows yeah. if you're yeah. a new org you don't stomp the league. You actually get stomped yourself. It, it takes a bit of time yes. to get to understand how the lcs works actually even for a new org mm-hmm. you know yep. like it's actually really rare a new org joins and just dominates the only orgs that i remember that joined the league and dominated were like cloud nine and g2 for like the west like cloud nine joined long time ago mm-hmm. they entered in they stomped mm-hmm. for a while g2 joined they stomped,
1: they stomped. <laughs> for a very long yep. time
0: actually <laughs> well, it's just um, them and
1: fanatic back and forth
0: yeah And then Evil Geniuses, in 2020, I remember they lost to Cloud9 in that round Mm -hmm. 3-0. Then the next year, they lost to Cloud9 again in order to make Worlds. (laughs) And then this year, they finally got their revenge on Cloud9. Two years in the making. Back to back three zeros. That one roster they had it was Nisky Blabbers Van Vulcan and uh Licorice. The, n- the next year's roster was perks. So th- they yes. got destroyed by Perks, and I <laughs> got destroyed by Nisky, just but Nisky.
1: Dumpster. <laughs> those those LDC mids, man.
0: Oh god. And then this year they finally got the right roster that works them. because I don't think they ever built bad rosters. I think it was potentially on the coaching staff that really never mm. utilized the pieces of their roster. Because you think a roster with Juzuke, Kumos, and Skaren, Bang and Zazel, that's not a bad roster on paper. Arguably yeah. that, I think, what were power rankings for that split? Did people have them like fourth, Pre
1: Preseason? Preseason, yeah. They were like, yeah. very like, oh, they're going to make playoffs. They're in bounds for Worlds. And mm-hmm. they're finally putting this together. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like, it's game, man. The, 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 the team lives and dies by how he plays.
0: Yeah. And then after that, you had the next year. And I remember they had Deathly for a little bit. So in the mm. lock-in tournament, they came out swinging. You know, last year they beat cloud Not Everyone's like, yeah, let's go, EG. And then they end up facing, uh it was a Team Liquid in that round of the lock-in tournament. Yes. And, they get, and they get completely get destroyed. So and then that split with <laughs> Deathly. And Ignar, it, it, I don't remember it too well. Was it, it that good from them? It was all right.
1: It was all right. It wasn't. It was like playoff worthy, but it was never going to reach like. I target. remember they lost to
0: TSM. They they were mm-hmm. in. They, they got sixth place. I remember, and that in sixth place for spring starting that year, you don't go into the losers bracket. If you lose once, you're out. You just yeah, you're TSM, out. And then they yeah they faced TSM and they were out. Then they bring in Danny for the summer Danny. split. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they actually do pretty well for the Summer Split. They, I think they finished, like, third, you know, top three, top four. That's pretty good for them, actually. I still and then remember they faced 100 like... Thieves. I remember that. They faced 100 Thieves in that round to make it to the finals, and then they actually end up losing that round, actually. That was a really close match, too, actually. It was actually really insanely close. I mean, and then after that, they went to the lower bracket, but people, people forget. That's when Danny. People forget Danny's first pop-up play with Tristana, man. That Tristana yes. play. Hundred these. I don't know what they were thinking, having a gangplank and a rise, charge into a bush with no vision with a Tristana all <laughs> right there. But hey, Danny made the outplay. And then after that, they listed Cloud9. They don't go to Worlds. Then this year comes around. They bring in Inspired, MVP of the LEC 2021 Summer Split. You bring in Impact, who was on Team Liquid, and. For Team Liquid, you remember, Impact on Team Liquid wasn't... He wasn't a bad player, but he was always thrown on yeah. tank duty. He was always tank duty. Once in a while, they mm-hmm. give him a carry champion. He'd do, like, yeah. all right on it. But EG, dude, th- this year, I think EG has unlocked Impact, actually. He's been very good this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They've, they've always talked about, like, you know, playoff Impact is different, or Summer Impact is different, mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing. They put him on, like, weak side and, and just mm-hmm. make sure you don't lose lane and which is his great. It's great. he doesn't lose lane that often. Um, and no, this year they, they really let him lose, let him pick his champion. I think he had, mm-hmm. and Peter Dunn has a very good connection and understanding like how he wants to play. So it's mm-hmm. great to see some revitalization, you know, of a, of an old vet.
0: Yeah. Like I think people also underestimate how much of a valuable asset that Peter Dunn actually is. You know, yeah, like absolutely. he was also like you factor in after he left Mad Lions. um, That was back in. Yeah, it was this. He left Mad Lions last year, right?
1: No, two years ago. Wait, let me let me make sure. I know he left them a little bit before because Matt, Mad Matt Lions had their success last year. Right. Yeah. Matt did wonderful. He wasn't on that team anymore. I think it's he only 20 stayed on Matt. Stayed on Mad for one year because that's when Splice switched to Mad. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, hearing Peter Dunn's interviews whenever they – when people had a chance to do content like that, they were so good. They were, like, really good. I was like, this is pretty – like, Peter Dunn's one of those guys where, like, you know that there can be um, people that aren't pro players that can be good coaches, though. Because, dude, I come from a traditional sports background myself, and that's always a talking point is, like, can cat are casters saying all this stuff they don't aren't actually playing the game it's one of those things Mm -hmm. and you can be actually but pool understand dude you can be very smart at the game without actually playing it you know that's a thing that actually can happen but for league since these guys don't grow up around a coaching environment with this game coaching is more like why am i listening to this guy who's not anywhere near my level But I think sometimes – I I think the pro players don't actually understand that because sometimes in life as you get older, listening to someone from the outside can actually help you benefit from things you can't see yourself. You know, Like when you ask your friends for something, you'll go to a friend that's not like not your friend but someone you don't talk to often but you know they're going to give you an unbiased, objective point of view. Maybe if you're having dating problems with a girl – You'll go like, hey, man, right. why do I suck dating girls? You're not going to ask your mom. Your mom's going to be very nice to you. You know, Your mom's going to go like,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's all them. There's it's all them. There's yeah, wrong it's all the here.
0: girls. Just shower. You just you smoke. You fucking stinks. you know? <laughs> but if you ask, like, one of your friends who even you know you you can be a little bit more harsher, it's like, no, dude, you got to do this, this. Maybe go at it this way. It's always good mm-hmm. to have an objective point of view. Because, like, I know the scene is, like, transitioning into kind of only moving into, like, ex-pro players being coaches. That could also be a problem because what if these ex-pro players weren't even that good, honestly? Right. You know, right? That's a problem too. It's like you could have an ex-pro player as a coach, but like what benefit is that? And also, people don't understand being a coach is different 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 from being a player to the player. aspect of actually understanding how to speak to someone, how to interact with mm-hmm. someone. Because like, let's be honest, you, yeah. dude, growing up playing video games, probably like you have and like myself, yeah, that's for like <laughs> nerds. You don't talk to people, that's yes. not a solitary yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely you make a very good point and it's a it's an old uh thought you see it in sports too right what does this coach know about the sport he never even played it but you get these new ideas because Mm -hmm. players are so into it they're ingrained they're like this is the only way to do it but if you get like a wider view you get creativity you get experiment with different drafts you see the map completely differently and it just, it does bother me when some of the players are asking Koshua, what rank are you? Like, is that really has anything to do with pro play. Um, yeah. They're solo because two. They're when, solo Pro <laughs> So,
0: like, pro, some pro players will be like, why would I listen to this guy? He's your boss. I don't know if you've ever had a, somebody says i have never had a job because they would just <laughs> get right out of high school to actually later on get a job, like a part-time job to maybe pay for college. Guys, that's your boss. You, I don't like my boss and my job, but I listen to her. You know, you got to listen to your boss. It shows a level of hierarchy, shows a level of, you know, leadership. You have to establish that because if you don't Mm -hmm. and people are just kind of just doing whatever, well, that's also not good for long term, um, Mm -hmm. long term team building. Because if you don't establish an authority figure and you just do whatever you want, that's not how that works. I mean, back in the day, League did work like that. It would just be like five pro players just kind of just playing but there's a reason I, I do kind of like how it changed though because like i mean that didn't really ever garner success though really like of none, none of those teams Real really firm. ever won anything you know
1: mm. well uh i guess invictus would be my the only thing when that came into mind where it's all player driven yeah and, and the coach is more like the last facilitator long.
0: yeah right didn't right. last long mm. and one of those things now with the lcs because i'm gonna ask you about the lcs before we go on talking about the games is Where do you think the LCS is at? Because everyone keeps talking about the LCS's viewership is dying. Even though I don't really personally think that. My thing is a viewership that's dying. Okay, so the viewership that would all be dying. So, like, I imagine you watch on YouTube or Twitch. Mm -hmm. Which one do you watch on more preferred?
1: Uh, YouTube, yeah. More so on YouTube, yeah. So
0: on YouTube, I know you probably see the same number. They usually peak at, like, 25K. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 25K generally. If an IMT or Digger yeah. playing, that shit drops to like 17k. So, uh, I, I sadly watch all the games from all the regions too. So I know hey, I know what, what it's like. I watch um I watch uh I watch fucking yes. oh my god those bad LPL teams. Are, I watch Team World Elite. my brain. Oh fights, you so.
1: were oh my gosh. Are you watching like TT against like you know? Um, What's
0: the- Whenever I get a chance to, I watch them. I watch Is all the games. <laughs> I, I I actually done that for years. And even when I first entered League, and I know nothing about League, I would watch all of them. And I I watched I watched Homo Life Esports play, and that's that. That breaks my heart. Oh it's, my so, it's so bad.
1: Now it's, hey, live sandbox
0: Dark Horse. Man. Maybe Dark Horse to go to Worlds actually, because now, now it's confirmed today. EU, uh, the LEC, LP, and LCK C. have four seeds. So hey, man, for the LEC, wow. Yeah. Misfits Gaming can get that fourth seed. No, they're not. Like, if Misfits go to Worlds, I'm... I'm that's sad.
1: Actually, you don't believe I'm, it? You don't believe in this like whole like turnaround, this you know, resurgence? Team
0: BDS. Team BDS is getting there, man. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for, for me, viewership that's dying would be like a 1,000 viewers. That's mm-hmm. dying. Right. I think that's people are dying. misconstruing the word. I think people really mean it's stagnant. That's the word you're mm-hmm. probably... Because we talked about this on shows previously, I think the viewership is stagnant. It's not growing. Now, there has to be a reason why it's not growing. And there could be a myriad of reasons. Because back when the LCS was really popular on YouTube and Twitch, this was kind of the biggest thing at that moment in time. Now, there's other options. Even not just with esports, you also have to factor in there's been other options in terms of people's lives changing because back then, when they were watching, they're probably a lot younger. This is kind of all they were really into college,
1: you got time. Yeah,
0: you probably grew up, they probably had a kid, (laughs) potentially they got a better paying job. A a load Mm. of different things. You ask any one person why they stopped watching. There's one random hot girl I was watching on Twitch. I was like, Why'd you stop? Uh, watching LCS back in 2017, yeah. she was like, Oh, I just wasn't that interested anymore. And that's the thing, too. Interests fade over time for a lot of people, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Why yeah. do you think the viewership just,
0: just remained stagnant? Actually,
1: that's a good question. I, um, myriad of reasons we talked a little bit about this in the LCS Palooza last time, too. Their teams are what keeps people interested and invested is that players. Have some sort of longevity with a team. And you don't see that a lot in LCS. They get switched over to a different team every split. There's not enough stories developed to make a person invested in in a a team. And so, um, you know, we even, um, you know, some of those things that they post, I mean, the TSM files, for example, or is not Legends, Legends, they're not doing releasing as as much anymore. So you're going to get. Less engagement from that, and so you're just going to get viewers who are there for Saturday and Sunday. But you want to keep uh, building something to keep them interested. I right. I can understand production is expensive as hell, and sometimes the returns are not there. But overall, I think we also are competing. Like you mentioned, there are more esports in the scene. Valorant is having their spike moment right now, but at the end of the day, League of Legends is going to endure throughout all of them. Throughout CS: GO, yeah. throughout COD, yeah.
0: There's like people gotta understand now. Like some of the people that were in the audience back in the day, they also became Twitch streamers too. So they're not watching; if yeah. they're just gonna be Twitch streaming. I always tell people this: there's not one reason why the viewership is remained stagnant. You know, there's not any mm-hmm. real reason. Like there's many reasons. It, like like you said before, there's a player that could be retiring. People like that player mm-hmm. a lot. They don't wanna watch if that guy sign the league. Then you also have that player going to a team that this fan doesn't want to support so that fan just kind of goes i'm not doing that for me mm-hmm. i come from a traditional course background i follow cloud9 i follow g2 i follow Gen-G, and i follow rng those are the teams that i stick with throughout all the main regions so i watch all four of them you know i've watched yeah. fucking rng for fucking years holy shit when they have fucking whoosh on their team holy fuck that was a long time ago
1: all you serious- wow you are a true fan <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been watching these teams for a while. Like, G2, I remember when they first entered the league, and they are just, you know, sh- basically just shitting on everybody. Cloud9, I remember watching them at Worlds 2014. Like, I would never personally leave, because I've watched this for many years, but I can understand why another person would go, my favorite player is gone, I don't want to watch anymore. You had a lot of people saying, I'm not going to watch LCS, because LS is gone at this point, right. you know? That yeah. wasn't another big one. And that's something we talked about last Scandals. week, too, yeah. is... um those TSM legend style of videos, the, the orgs need to do more of them. And I I, 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 and I understand the viewership might not be as good on them as they used to be. But I'm being honest here, dude. That's how a lot of people got attached. To like a lot of these new players, because all those new TSM players they brought in year after year after year. How did they become? How did they become so popular? Through the TSM legends videos. They weren't just popular because you told me Acadian was just popular just because. No, he was not. He was on Echo Fox. He was okay. Went to TSM, mm-hmm. a lot more popular. Hanser right. was on Gravity. Went to TSM, a lot yeah. more popular. Uh, you had players who came over on TSM like Biofrost coming in that that one's way that you started watching, Cooling. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All those players' stories were told through TSM legends. They had episodes dedicated to just telling that player's story with that week's games. Cloud9 had that for a while. Now they have the whole behind the scenes thing. I don't really like that title too much. I think on cloud nine sounded it better. That's me personally. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I think the ors need, need to keep doing that kind of content, and I understand people say views aren't that good on it, but the thing with that, that's another double-edged sword argument because just because a video doesn't have good views on it doesn't make it bad, and I think that's right. a problem teams need to start looking at too. If the content is there and it's really good and it gets like 25,000 views, that's pretty good. That's great. I think so, yeah. Yeah, like – it's, it's, it's these, like, incel inbred losers who don't do content that say 25,000 views on a video is horrible. Do you make content? No. Then your opinion means nothing. I'm, your opinion means absolutely nothing because how would you know – so I'm, pre, I'm pretty sure you watch movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, the, you know the, the, there's a saying in the movie industry or people use on, like, uh, when talking to their friends, box office doesn't equal quality. What it means, Mm. guys, is just because the Transformer films made a lot of money, that doesn't make them good. People know the Transformer films are pretty bad. Just because a video doesn't have the amount of views you think it It should have, doesn't make it bad, Mm. right? That last TSM Mm -hmm. Legends episode, it was actually pretty good. Didn't get that many views, but it was pretty good, you know? Yeah, And And that's the problem, is all these fans keep complaining about views and likes. I was like, guys, that doesn't matter. What matters is you're getting the content, you should be happy you're getting any content re- regarding that. A lot of these like TSM legend style content that teams had made for years, imagine that dedicated fan base that was there to watch that all the time. You know, you mm-hmm. still have squad yeah. for Team Liquid. You still have, you know, the Cloud9 videos like that, 100 Thieves, remember 100 Thieves doesn't-
1: 100 does th- Yeah, videos. they stopped doing good. Oh
0: my uh, gosh. Nate Shot announced in the last Heist video, we're gonna retire the Heist series. Why would you retire your high series after you just won a championship you've been trying to work on getting for four years? Oh, sorry. At that point, it yeah. was three years. But you guys see my point, right? Yes. You would retire yes, just... your profitable League of Legends series you had that was actually getting a lot of views, surprisingly. After you just won your first championship you had been working on trying to get for three years straight? Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. I was just thinking about, thinking about that at worst. And I was like, wait a minute. They canceled the high Series after they won their first championship. So any fan that was following them to get that championship, you got that video where you won the championship title. Wouldn't it be great to see after that? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be something to have all these fans have this journey with them again? They make the finals. I mean, EG kind of beat the shit out of them. But they make the finals, <laughs> you know? yeah you know like i know they struggled the beginning of last split quite quite a lot but mm-hmm. it's just all the views they could have had now that's not capitalizing on viewers the newest lcs champion you knows gonna be a bunch of bandwagon fans but you know there's also mm-hmm. gonna be those fans that were there since day one rooting for them
1: exactly yeah mm-hmm. exactly I've, I've become part of that community and they've been there since they won when there's like a thousand, our Reddit, oh man, our Reddit is like only like house like maybe five hundred to a thousand mm-hmm. people active. Uh but yeah, because they've been there, now they get to be rewarded by seeing their mm-hmm. team really making it right. And this is how we get invested. And the more investment we make, mm-hmm. the more we're willing to uh put in resources. I how hell, I bought my first jersey and I didn't plan to buy more but they're not releasing much merchandise for eg i've been complaining like i remember
0: cloud 9 not winning a title for so long and when they Mm. won it back in 2020 the videos are bad on the channel from that when that (laughs) came out oh i was so happy and then people remember my reaction of them on the channel winning with Purge. i was so happy I was like, damn. And then <laughs> they lose to 100 Thieves in that third place match when they could have won it. But okay, it's, it's all good. And then they lose to EG this week, this year around. And then now they're – I don't know what they are right now. They're just – they're something. So it, it, whenever the, your team wins, I don't know what to describe it. That feeling – it's so amazing when cloud nine hadn't won mm-hmm. and there been so many finals and failing. Cause when I started watching mm-hmm. cloud nine, they didn't win any titles. This was before my time, literally like a year before my time ish kind of. Mm-hmm. So I never watched them win a final and I had watched them winning two. Like all the OG fans on the oh, channel know that videos on the channel when they won in spring 2020, I was so happy. And then that reaction I did when they, when they won one, with perks and you had that back and forth TL series. all oh, like, if anyone follows an LCS team and you've been a fan for long, stick with them because if that team ever does win a trophy, that feeling of knowing you stuck it by year after year, split after split, splits are long, guys. Which is just three months. And you have MSI, and you have Worlds. It's, God, the feeling is indescribable. How, how did you feel when EG won their title back in spring? Oh, it
1: was so. It was so surreal, right? You are watching it unfold and I was like prepared to lose. I mean, to be all honest, I was like, wow, Everyone we are making you this guys miracle not run. To do, yeah. Right. And 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 you know, oh, this is gonna be a close series after like they beat TL, they swept TL, and I was like, oh, we're building this momentum. And you watch each and every single team fight, even to the minutiae detail, you feel that energy building in the championship game. So I get what you're talking about, man. And you're like, every mistake, every um, great outplay, it just, it means so much more. And you you just absorb that energy. I'm like thousands of miles, well, not maybe not thousands, but I'm not near anywhere near Houston. And I felt the crowd. I felt right, the right, Because you've been following since
0: 2020. So you'd, you've seen their hardships of them swapping players mm-hmm. in and out, them losing 3-0 fashion. And um well, you mm-hmm. saw them, yeah, because they they lost to FlyQuest in that first split they were in in that playoffs there. That's yeah. that's when Cloud were really dominant. After that, they lost to Cloud Cloud9, Nine. Cloud9, yeah. The next year they lose to TSM, and that roster wasn't really mm-hmm. that good. Then after that, they nope. lose Cloud 9 again, back to back, just getting just 3-1, 3-0. Mm-hmm. Then they they get a good roster together And lock in. You lose and lock in to Team Liquid, actually. Yes. we got swept three 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 zeros. three zeros consistently (laughs) and then they finally after all those many bo5 losses they finally get a roster together that can finally win a trophy i i couldn't imagine what that feels like like that it's one of the best feelings ever like just seeing them win like you you follow the team so much you fall you watch the games week in week out like Guys, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was crying on those videos And Cloud 9 First won that trust trophy back when they won <laughs> in 2020. Imagine seeing mm. them at that many finals lose consistently. So I Consistently, right? Um, the Cloud Nine versus TSM semifinal back in 2019 in spring when they got reverse swept by mm. TSM after they were 2 0 up. Oh,
1: that man. Was that was heartbreaking.
0: That was heartbreaking.
1: painful. Like,
0: my heart almost broken half. And then watching them lose the Team Liquid in 2019 finals when they could have actually won that game four. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Then to see them next year come out swinging as hard as they did, they had the best record of any LCS team ever. Wasn't that record like 36 and 2? <laughs> they lost, yes. they lost to TSM lost and the, you guys. They lost, in, they lost one game to TSM in the regular season and they lost that one game against EG in that playoff series. Two single individual oh. games <laughs> from a playoff series and one V01. That is ridiculous. People are saying that roster was insane. The fact that it was in COVID mm-hmm. period. Oh, God. Geez. All right.
1: Love plugins. says nah.
0: viewership is thriving in Korean and China. A little bit different there. So in Korean and China, it's a lot more accepted to play video games over there, actually. They promote a hell of a lot more than North America. In North America... Yeah esports is not exactly as big as people say it is don't want commentators or people to, it's really not as big like you still you tell people you play video games for a living they laugh at you i'm not even kidding guys they actually laugh at you like it's not as a socially accepted norm as it mm-hmm. is with the asian countries actually
1: yeah you you'll hear it people will say like esports is not a real sport you're not an athlete you still hear those things yeah, but I you know what we have athletes Shaq even admitted he could never be an esports athlete that takes so much energy. But again, besides that point, China and Korea, these are like national sports for them. OK, they actually recognize and they even have an Asian game that they participate in esports. Have you even heard of that? It's like the Olympics for e- that includes esports. Right. Yeah. They. They they really embrace the whole um, esports culture, which is so different from the Western, uh, even both even in LEC, man. I know it's big in LEC, but we're talking LCS. We're we're like a fish in a pond compared to how much yeah, resources also, they put
0: to in. in League of Legends as a game. is popular, but how many households have people playing PC console games instead of just right. regular household PS5, Xbox Series X. You know, like yeah. console games are still like the the, the top dog. Like PC gaming yes. has only recently kind of come into the fray. Back in the day, it was literally just World of Warcraft and other little smaller PC games. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're as old as me, Math Blaster was one back in the day. So really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an old dude at this point, you know. I'm a boomer at this point, I'm the boomer. You know, like this game isn't as popular as Korea or China. Plus, Korea and China have PC cafes for you to play this stuff. There are yes. esports arenas here in America. There are. There are esports arenas you can go to play to. And they're they're also decently crowded, too. But that's only if you know about this stuff. It, it's really more like mm-hmm. if you're in the know, you're in the know. It's not like a, I can go up to a random mom at a park and ask her, hey, is your son right. willing to visit the esports? No.
1: But she will not even no. know
0: at all. She won't even know. No. She probably won't even have an after esports. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> are the PC... Bangs in in a although no, the PCs aren't no PCs are top notch here people pay top notch the PCs here they're 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 mm-hmm. quality shit it's more like it's not about the quality of the computer or your internet it's the general interest isn't as big as it is in Korea or China or Vietnam or in Taiwan mm-hmm. it's just not as big here like it, it it'll right. grow over time it is getting better you know it's just gonna go yes. over time actually you know.
1: We're we're seeing that now. There's more colleges that are giving out scholarships for eSports if you want to invest Mm -hmm. in there. And so there's slow talks because America, we have this historic mindset that gaming is not a career. Gaming is not a career. You're going to hear it from parents. You're going to hear it from their Mm -hmm. parents. But over time, that will shift. And as we shift into knowing that this is a potential career, it doesn't even have to be playing the game, but we're promoting how you can develop. The music, in the music, in the graphics, in the story, it'll get grow larger. But I also have to remember NA is known more for their shooters, too. People love playing shooters more than they do MOBA, so we're, 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 that's another one of those factors why we're not as popular also, as one of one of Also,
0: one of the reasons why the viewership might not be that good, as I explained last episode, when we were talking about NA, um, was most casuals are going to think this. Why would I watch the shittier region when I could just watch the one winning worlds in MSI? Mm-hmm. That's literally what a casual yes. thinks. Whether you like, yes. I, and I'm, I'm not a person that just is. A, I'm all for EU. I'm all. For, all for, it's just that's what a casual thinks. Why would I watch the lower quality games when I could just watch the better regions play it at a better quality? People who mm-hmm. are just like casuals, just general audience people, think that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, why, yeah, would, I, that's why that's would you why I watch else in America? You know, they win all the time. Good God. Uh, Sean's here and his mic sounds like he's in a fucking tunnel. Um, so uh, does. Yes, you are in a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You actually are in a oh, that's sea because cave or Diesel's something. Basil's filming Fast and Furious right now. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's another reason, guys. Is inherently ask yourself, why would you watch LCS? They don't do well at inter- they don't do well at Worlds, nor MSI really. They don't. They it's been this way for a very long time. The only organization that's done well for NA has been Cloud9. There's has that one Cloud9, yeah. second place MSI finish to the TL 2019 that MSI, MSI so finish. Yeah, yeah. So There's these, uh, like these gaps in performances. And if you want to count the NIEM performance, I don't really count that shit, but I guess if you want to count that, <laughs> sure. The fucking lord IEM performance, what it was, the Korean players playing out of their minds in terms of like, they're, I swear <laughs> these guys are smoking drugs. They were not playing good that tournament, but more recent memory, well, right? I mean, that's why you improved the content, though, because if your region's not winning, you are in a cave. Soon, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm in a cave. Yes, <laughs> I can uh, barely hear you. Uh, well, sound can you you still hear me fine, or? I can hear you, but you sound like you're in a cave. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I mean, like, uh, In the past, like they used to make some amazing I'll just content. Turn you up. Like when uh when uh. A... Okay, I just turned you up. You probably sound better now. No, I hate you so much right now. I hate this guy. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> Abstract says Japan have the wealth and population to compete against Korea and China, but they suck at esports. That's the thing. I don't know about. I'm not too sure about Japan and how they handle that.
1: Their ping is awful. Their ping is god awful. They they don't have the infrastructure for like uh, to handle that, um, and that's that's them. I gotta say they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna tell their kids, "Oh, go to esports." They're not. They're go to get a job. You <laughs> That's go be the doctor in Korea. You go be yeah. doctor. Don't talk to yeah. me until you're doctor.
0: <laughs> like people, people, understand Asian culture from like Korea China, Japan, Taiwan, Vietnam, much different from Asian culture here in America, where it's a lot more laxed. Actually, you know, like Asian men are Compared indoctrinated to, yeah. to literally work, guys. Like I mean, work. I mean, like you get a job. You could be the part of the army. Any like actual stable job, yeah, actual career people would call it, right? Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's kind of not the norm to be doing what these guys are doing because you have stories from these. You have the Mm -hmm. players tell you themselves their parents didn't want them doing this, they thought it was kitty, that was a stupid thing, actually. They thought it was like a joke, honestly. You know, Mm -hmm. it's actually crazy. We even have this existing in general, based off how like small league was compared to what it is now. So, that's another thing. That brings up too, but back to the viewership point, it's just it's stacked. How would you grow the LCS viewership? What are what is like a few things you would attempt to like try to get it to be honestly? Me or yeah, no, you because he's in a he's in like the Pacific Ocean cage or something.
1: (laughs) Uh, We need more like regular content, like you and myself. We need to band together. I mean, I'm, I'm already no. like encouraged to see, oh, <laughs> just disappear on me. No. I'm God. <laughs> uh, we, we are doing a little bit of like free labor, but that's, we're doing this out of our love for the team mm-hmm. and wanting to tell stories and bridge that fanship to the team. Why are we watching this? Why are we getting excited for this? Don't get left behind when esports going to grow and you are just like j- trying to jump in, right? But uh one of the many ideas is i'm i'm really hoping that every single org eventually has like a fan podcast um and you know through them we can kind of bridge some of the areas that the the orgs are not promoting out there. I mean there are small orgs. Flyquest is a small org, immortals Mm -hmm. is a I don't even know if they're gonna survive Mander. Um but dignitas you don't really have something (laughs) (laughs)
0: though so. <laughs> <laughs> immortals is something well we know that they are they, they it's like that morbius meme i can confirm immortals is an lcs org i can confirm that anything else i don't know league of legends i don't know they yeah. they, they they play i can think they, they're an lcs yeah. org and they play league of legends we know that <laughs> oh well, God.
1: We, we know what parf who parf is talking about without him actually talking
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> um how else could viewership improve I don't even think casters are the issue, though. I think people generally... I mean, they have their issues with the casters, like Freak and Azale. But I think they're more... Li- they're beloved people, like Azale, mm-hmm. Freak, Kobe, yeah. tigress mm-hmm. I think th- these are all generally beloved people, actually, like Your Time. These are liked people. Now, would w- getting more different people help? It depends, guys, because the problem here is that when you bring in new people... You understand? You talking about a caster from your room beating off in a basement drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos is much different than being on a live broadcast in front of an audience, literally right next to you talking to essentially the world when you're broadcasting these, Mm -hmm. you know, the LCS on Twitch, YouTube, all these different places around the world who actually watch the LCS. It's much different though. when You hire a new cast. You have to understand, okay, are you a good person on camera? Can you carry a conversation? Can you carry a conversation through multiple hours on a broadcast? Do you understand that when you're Mm -hmm. talking, you got to kind of stop out at a certain point so the next guy can go, you know, there's a lot of things yeah. that goes into this. And I think the people we have are good. I don't think we need any other new casters really. Maybe promote one mm-hmm. of the academy casters, apparently. Maybe if you want to to do that to kind of spice it up, I think the cast will be ever fine. I don't think it's casting at all, you know, because that's something that is so subjective. It, it's that's not really a point. That's something you can't like casting is not gonna improve viewership. These have been the same casters yeah. we've had for like I mean, since I've kind of started the league. The only person that's yeah gone is Rivington, essentially. That's one person that's
1: gone. Uh, I mean, oh, he's gone, gone. You're right. Uh, Yeah, he casts Valorant now, apparently.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. So the only person that's gone that I used to watch is essentially Crumbs, Rivington. Mm. What's that guy we had um in 2021? The the, African American dude who changed his name.
1: Oh, um. Uh, His name. I I know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, he's gone. I actually liked him. I thought he he Mm. should have stayed. Actually, honestly.
1: Yeah. Because he came back. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, because he came back to actually be part of the LCS broadcast team. I like that they brought in Emily. I think Emily was always super mm-hmm. underrated by a lot oh of people. Oh, yeah, yes. um, they should bring my boy, a Loraman. was uh, great, Kaisen. Actually. Kaisen, 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 yeah. They don't have Kaisen, Crumbs, and Rivington on anymore. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I was the hugest fan of Crumbs, honestly. Uh,
1: <laughs> his type of that's okay,
0: <laughs> his type of feel, his type of aesthetic he brought just wasn't my kind of thing, but you know. He's got, I don't know what he does now actually. Um, uh, outside of that, I think the casting's fine. I think the LCS should just drive viewership by individual means, such as like mm-hmm. bring since LCS is known for importing players. Why don't you, impor, why don't they import the best Turkish mid laner, import the best Brazilian right. laner, import the best right? I don't know what mid laner from any minor region. If they have a lot of fans, they'll watch the games. They do it with FlyQuest. They did it with Chime, right, Golden Guardians, last yeah. year. It's, no, they, guys, FlyQuest's viewership gains actually went up when they brought in Jose Diodo. They'll drop if they mm-hmm. if he leaves this year, obviously.
1: Please. <laughs>
0: yeah, so there's many things people could do. You, you could bring over popular players from these minor regions, albeit make, yeah. make sure they're good, you know. But that's another way, way to drive viewership. The LCS could also drive viewership by, I would say... I don't think BO3s would do it, honestly, because the problem here is people – Yeah. In traditional sports, people know people know know this better because you're talking to a bunch of kids in this sport too. Mm-hmm. In traditional sports, if people see bad games, they just don't watch anyway. They don't bitch and moan yep. about it. They just don't watch. Mm-hmm. If I tell mm-hmm. you you want to watch Timberwolves versus um, Atlanta Hawks, uh, no, oh. L. Uh, no. I'm going to go watch no. Lakers versus fucking it. Cavaliers or something, right? People know in traditional sports, if there's bad games, on, you just don't watch them. Mm-hmm. For the LCS and for LEC, yeah. they they people bitch and moan a lot, and mm-hmm. they don't yeah. watch the games. Not only do they watch, they don't watch the games. They bitch and moan so much, so much to the point where it's just it's just too much of the hassle. Like it's just such a big hassle, yeah. and that's yeah. not the that's not the league's fault. That's the no. boards' fault for not generating a yeah. fan base to want to watch their games, to want to invest their time to watch their games. Actually, you know, I don't think it's. I I, I would love Bo3s in LCS again, but I know why they can't do it. You know. Yes. I was glad that we had it for when we did, but, you know, I know why we can't have it. We can't have nice things. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's draining, to- man. Yeah. It's draining for me to, like... And it started on, what, Thursday? Back then? hmm I remember games yeah, before franchising. Thursday. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you're, like, watching each team play through best of threes, which is fun, and it really did help, uh, you know, field more games, but... Uh casual viewers, the new viewers are going to be like, We need something quick. The zoomers, you know, the, right. yeah. the pro- microwave <laughs> <They> <laughs> the microwave content. They need the microwave
0: BO1s. Like, um, also you factor in teams already scrim pretty much five days a week. You're going on a stage yeah. and you're playing an extra set of not one game, three games. And then it was so weird how the players were like, Yeah, we it, it feels bad we have to go back to playing BO1s. Didn't you just bitch and moan that you were playing BO3s? The same players who <laughs> wanted to not play in the LCS in a continuation form back when COVID was a really big thing and still wanted to get paid. I don't think the pro yeah. players should be really deciding what goes on in the league in terms of the format. I'm just mm, saying uh, right. lot, 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 lots of flip-flopping, you know, people want more games <laughs> yes. actually, you know, mm-hmm. they tried sure. giving yeah. one extra game last split. They tried mm-hmm. giving one extra game, Teams bitched and moaned about that yeah. because they said mm-hmm. the prep was too long to get to the studio and all this other stuff that went into it. So you, we can't do it. They tried it. I respect the Elson for trying mm-hmm. it. They tried it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if BO3s are too much, let's do one day of one extra BO1 then. Right. But then the teams were yeah. like, it's too much on us. Okay. <sighs> they, they, they tried. They yeah. tried Monday nightly. Mm-hmm. They tried having something with, mm-hmm. like, all the highlights from the academy. The guys, they tried different stuff, you know. It, mm-hmm. it's just. That falls on the teams, though. That specifically falls on the teams, though. They're Either they can't do it for whatever reason. And someone would say, why would I watch Dignitas or an org like Golden guard oh or, or IMT? Yeah. Well, the, how would they get fans? Let's really, let's brainstorm. Right. How would they get fans to watch their games? Well, I don't think Academy does it. Uh, this might be a hot take to a lot of people. Mm. I don't think a lot of viewers care about Academy as much as they, no. as they say. Uh,
1: I think they, it's a bunch mm. of like,
0: it's they're like Paul poli- these people like politicians. They say the nice yeah. thing because they know it sounds nice, but in reality, no. People just say that because it honestly sounds nice. Academy viewership is pretty pathetic, honestly. Now, mm. if people really care about academy viewership and players as much as they say they do, people would be watching. And yeah. you know it by another means of just the views and the fan base that the top orcs have with pretty much full imported rosters compared to rosters with just NA players is sizably different. Like, I I mean, guys, there's the floor and there's the ceiling. It's a pretty big difference, actually. It's a really big difference. These other bottom NA orcs, they have NA players on them. People don't watch. I'm sorry, they don't watch teams like Cloud9, Team Liquid, Hunter Thieves, BG. These people have a few NA players on them, but these teams are really much better based off the import players, actually, you know? Like, people want to see these top orgs perform, and plus, why would you want to watch any org that has bad players on it? I guess general viewers aren't going to really understand that, so I'll I'll, I'll just say it like this. Basically, the top orgs with the best players get the most viewers. It really kind of doesn't matter if they have imports, but the imports are an added benefit of it, right? Because we, we see the difference. A team with Golden Guardians, which is pretty much comprised of all NA players, People don't really care for them all that much. That's you. People do realize You can fully support a full NA team right now, but they don't. Yeah. No one talks about that. Yeah. You can support a full NA team right now. Oh, but wait, they don't win trophies. They have no aspirations going no to world.
1: No worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole soccer thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Typical, a Long time before, like the US is, is embracing like soccer because what? They don't win world Ch- world cups. They don't win mm-hmm. international events don't even qualify some for some of the time but <laughs> there are people who are trying to invest and we are doing a lot of that now you're right academy is hard for me to like kind of craft my weekdays in but i'm at, i'm at the very least interested now in the amateur because of the stories like danny stories like jojo Pyon. that's exciting for me and that helps me follow and it helps sometimes to have orgs back that up they don't want to invest the money i mean they hear it all the time they don't they want to not invest as much as they want so it it really leaves up to people who want to see any succeed to put in some elbow grease and just do something to get drive interest and viewership
0: yes uh before you have to leave well we'll we'll cap this Mm -hmm. off at like the hour mark actually uh we'll go over some Mm -hmm. of the games actually which game do you want to go over that made you extremely just want to just Lose it. (laughs) I I could choose other words, but I don't want to because my brain would fry. Okay. Uh, let's watch INT versus C9. Okay. Let Let's see what really happened in this game. I could. I could seriously watch this again. Holy mother of God. Okay. So let's go over this game really quickly. So also one one of the biggest problems this week was randomly TSM. So I'll ask you this really quickly. What did you think about TSM's newest roster? They just brought in.
1: Uh. Well, I I think they. This feels a lot like last time when TSM made a whole overhaul again mid-season, and they're gonna get some success. So I'm great. I'm glad for those who are getting their chance on the LCS stage. I don't think that they're gonna sustain success. With that said, um, mm-hmm. good for them how they how they figured out how to uh, outplay FlyQuest because I have a lot of respect for how FlyQuest is playing in the summer. They're they're a good team. and They should mm-hmm. have those accolades. They just you know, do the LCS thing where they suddenly suck on after having a great win the previous day. Um, overall, I think uh, this team is still carried by their two most important positions, Spica and Maple, and they have to really rely on them to uh, find any types of success. Uh, Sol is very young. I think he's making a lot of mistakes still. He looked great. Well, decent. Great is over-exaggerating. We've already seen Chime before. I don't... I think he's... We've seen his peak. I don't think he's... I think he's... um, I think he'll
0: just... At his peak, he'll be middle of the pack.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that just leaves instinct, instinct, you know. Mm -hmm. I think
0: he had a pretty solid week, actually. You know? Mm -hmm. Give or take what he had. Even in the game they lost against Cloud9. I thought he was... I was like, okay, this... There's something here with this guy. I like to see where... I want to see where this is going. Soul. He had that really bad game against Shivana where he mismanaged his waves. He got 1v1, dove. He just had it all bad. Then he had a better day on Nar when he faced off against mm-hmm. um who did who did TSM f- play state two? TSM Phillip. played um uh fly. Fly, play, fly, fly. They play fly. fly. They play fly quest, yeah. So mm-hmm. this TSM roster, oh, I I don't have faith really. That cloud nine game was not convincing. That that they got completely destroyed. That was I was <laughs> horrifying usually everybody knows cloud nine and tsm is like lakers versus celtics always a hype match no matter what the (laughs) roster is no matter what the year is that was not hype that that was bad that was just pitiful to watch
1: (laughs) that was the stopping
0: got that pentakill tactical is not coming back if tsm says tactical has a chance of coming back they're lying that's a flat out lie it's
1: it's it's gone all right i'm sorry let
0: me show you guys this really quickly this was C9 versus IMT. C9 ended up dropping to IMT, who was one in seven. Now, before this C9 game, remember this, guys. IMT was winning against CLG, and then they just threw. Yeah. Because they're just bad. <laughs> they're just garbage. It's
1: horrible. Now you've Cloud9 horrible.
0: versus Immortals. Cloud9 just came off of beating TSM, just completely ransacking them. They started off the game pretty solid, right? Uh, basically, it was back and forth. Kinda? But Immortals showed they were trying to outplay Cloud9. Like, people said it was a draft. People said it was it was a macro decisions. What do you think attributed to Cloud9's loss against Immortals? And should this be a possible concern, actually?
1: So, this game, I remember we were like in the Discord, the, the Oracle's elixir the Discord. There were mm-hmm. people already predicting that Cena was gonna because of all the hype they had about Zven, Zven was going to be amazing, how he made that transition. Mm-hmm. They had all that hype. I don't know if you saw that pregame. I did. And just flat on. <laughs> uh, C9, I think they are still growing and adapting, but really my concern is with Blaber. He's still the best player on the team, but he's not as consistent as i thought he would be from the last two years i, I thought he would fall off last year because i thought his rookie year was like amazing but he only climbed higher so i was like okay this is it this is the best jungler lcs will ever have for the time being right but i i i was disappointed kindred is a good pick i don't know what happened there that he didn't really uh thrive on that one
0: immortals date. Play proactive this game. I can give them that. Mm -hmm. Which, I think that caught them off guard. I didn't think Cloud9 maybe anticipated them to actually fight them the way they did. Because at one of the fights around this part of the game, they actually take the Blast Cone over, and then they actually fight them. They actually flash over the wall, and they just fight them. Like, you don't expect Immortals to make these proactive plays. Guys, factor in, Immortals have been a team getting perfect perfect and borderline perfect game, actually. Mm -hmm. I did not expect them to actually fight this good. Now... Maybe Cloud9 should have prepped a better draft than this one, seeing the way they performed against I. Uh, seeing how they performed against CLG. Remember, guys, IMT could have went two and zero this week. CLG got away with such murder because they're just so trash. There, IMT got all IMT got shafted of a two zero week, essentially. CLG, so Mm -hmm. lucky they had that IMT throw. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Now, this part of the game, I almost lost my brain right here. They actually choose to fight a 3v5. Okay, so right here on my mouse cursor, you can see Blabber is somewhere right here. Jensen's up here. They fight a 3v5, and they somehow think they can win with an Aphelios, a Gragas, and a damn Braum. You can see right here. Blabber's right there. Jensen's right there. Why are they fighting a 3v5? What in the world? So it starts off basically with them pushing this wave, and this is already dangerous enough. This is already really mm-hmm. kind of pushing it. I don't know why they chase that far with that, or how they even get the spot. Let me see right here. So they're fighting in, the, in this position right there. Okay, that that's when they got INT got Baron. Oh, see, now I got Baron now. I remember. Okay, so somehow they end up down here in the bot lane. They get Nard in, for, right right here is already where it's bad. Why are you? Why is the support in ADC alone with a Brom with your? jungler who's mid and your um, mid laner mid. is still in base wave clearing. The fact that they're already in that spot is horrible. That's already mm. bad. Like, Blabber got the steal but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Blabber stole the Baron. All they can, if, you, if you kill three people with, with that Baron uh, that Blabber stole, you just end the game. They have a Corky and a Gnar and a Nautilus and a Viego. Just seeing them lose this game, like I don't think Zven has been a good support at all, honestly.
1: Mm. I'm, I'm just being honest, no. like, guys, I've, no.
0: I've, I didn't no. think he was. I didn't think he'd be a good support, and I don't think he's been a good support pretty much at all. He had the one good move game against TSM, that was like the only real good game he had, honestly. <laughs> Somehow Blabber is split pushing that far as a Kindred, knowing that they have that part of the jungle warded. What's going on here?
1: It is all kind of macro mistakes them seeing. Uh, like just the, the for, team, what? Com- yeah, who's the shot caller or the primary? I know they're all our shot callers. Definitely but...
0: not any of them. They were just not talking. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't playing with any comms. They were just playing with their mouths closed, dude. Because that's just that's just bad. Like someone would say, "Why would a three v five be bad in that situation?" Okay, so if you're a new viewer, the reason why you won't want to fight that first of all, Tina's composition with Baron could potentially end the game. Okay, they're actually still ahead in that point of the game anyway. First of all, you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to. Have a three five right there because first of all, Berserker was kind of behind to a certain extent in items a little bit compared to the Callista, to a certain extent, and also you have a NAR where if he completely just jumps in, he throws either of them into one of these walls. Corky just packages over. Okay, these three champions right here have really no escapes either, except you have the Gragas E. This is E right, the body slam over the wall. He's gonna yeah. have to save his body. Either he uses he uses his body slam to hit one of them, or he uses his body slam to get out of the situation. Then you have Berserker, who just has flash, and he's Aphelios. Yes, Aphelios all can push him back, right? But that's not gonna throw you far back enough to escape from a Nautilus hook, flash Nautilus hook, as well as a Callista mm-hmm. all in. Like this is mm-hmm.
1: just ho- I yes. don't know. It's, it's horrible. Just- like, like, look, look, look at the, the, the stats, even to your point calista is at 299 cs three items you have an affiliate at 255 cs with only two and a half items why why even think that you have this chance against uh, uh, when you're already down members
0: also braum has <sighs> his flash coming up so he doesn't have flash and jensen is still top lane and people were probably thinking like couldn't jensen tp not to that you tp to that that's when i start question mark pinging you in my games you do that shit i'm I'm reporting you. That's unskilled. Back in the day when you could report people for being unskilled. No, you do that shit. I'm <laughs> reporting you. I'm just being honest. Um, The other game we'll go over. The one game we'll go over. Because I know he has to leave in a little bit. about four minutes left. We'll wrap four up the show in a clean left. hour. Clean hour. Give me awesome. a second. What do you think? Well, we have Sorry. to go over an EG game. We have to go over an EG game. Oh, we have a TSM ad. Oh, TSM ads. I <laughs> don't you just love these cringe <laughs> TSM ads? You have EG versus Team Liquid, a rematch of the LCS 2022 Spring Split third place match. Uh, Team Liquid, I'll say this though Danny and Core JJ. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Han Salma and Core yeah. JJ they yeah. always do very very well against Danny and uh, Vulcan bot lane. They actually Vulcan. win the bot lane consistently. if you go back and watch yeah. a lot of TL's games from this year when they face up against EG's bot lane, Han Salma and Core oh, JJ they, have outperformed yeah. Danny and Vulcan bot lane. They did it in the third place match that we saw. You know, in spring we, they actually did it earlier this split when they already played again. Didn't they already? This is the first time they're playing. Or the second time they're playing.
1: This is the first time they're playing for yeah, this split.
0: So Han Salma and Core JJ they're a really strong bot lane, but it doesn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. Cause somehow now for League of Legends, even if your bot lane gets ahead, it doesn't matter for some reason. You have to be astronomically mm-hmm. ahead for it to really matter. You know? Um, do you think Bwipple played very well in the Aatrox this game? He had a few couple <sighs> of the gauges, but eh.
1: That's kind of my feeling about Bwipple this whole year. He's been in, and it's like Just, he's eh. not the Bwipple that we saw in Fnatic right mm-hmm. that was a crazy player that goes in but this one seems like he's going in everyone is like uh okay we're gonna follow somehow but now I don't I didn't think he had his best game here and showed um this was a
0: now this was an actual what game I play I from do them. they forced the dive
1: consistently yeah. to get the TP out
0: I was like okay I like this this is what they should be doing now I personally think that they only opted into playing through Botland because Whippo and Birkson, can't agree on how to play the game. I'm not saying that behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. issues. That's just what it seems to me when I watch their games. Because no way you just settle on playing through bot lane when you have Bjergsen and Bwipo on your team. But then again, you realize, do Bwipo and Bjergsen actually see the game the same way? Because I don't think they do. Because Bwipo, primarily most on Fnatic, pulled his jungler towards him or wanted to pull his jungler towards him when he had self-made. That, that that didn't work. When he had Broxa, he did pull him towards. Bjergsen also would want to pull their jungler toward closer to their lane as well. So they probably went, okay, we... Don't agree on this. The coach stuff is like, no, no, no. Can't do it through top or mid. Go bot lane. I Go promise you guys, there's <laughs> how did they come to that conclusion they're gonna play gonna play play through bot lane? Because they couldn't decide how to play through top or mid. That's how you come to that conclusion. That's how any team mm. if you hear people's interviews, like coaches and players, we've come to the conclusion that we're gonna we're just gonna play through bot lane. Yeah, that would come through arguing and disagreeing on how to play the game. That's the only way you come to those conclusions, actually. I think Jojo Pion, he had a he had a decent game on Lassantrous. He decent. He
1: decent. Yeah, he didn't dumpster on Bjergsen like he always wanted to, but um
0: <laughs> his trash talk says otherwise actually. Had,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, well his trash talk is A plus A plus S tier. But uh yeah, no, this game Bjergsen did help hold him um you know from why from is Bjergsen still picking Zillian causing more chaos in 2022. Uh, this man
0: is still picking Zillion.
1: This I kind of un- understand why you pick pick chance, yeah.
0: You make Aatrox, Volibear, Lucian, run faster, mm. speed them up. More damage, I understand why you pick zillion. I just don't think the benefit of picking zillion in this comp really gives you what they really think it does. That's just me personally. Like, yeah, you get to speed up your atrox and your volley bear, but you lose a lot of potential priority in the mid lane. Actually, like, could he have just picked syndra? Could he have just picked zoe? Could you could he have just just picks what's a little small yordle new mid lane champion? I forget her name. Uh, Oh, the next next. Could Vex, you pick yeah. Vex? Imagine Vex diving in with rocks, diving in with Volleyball at the same time. You know? Oh, oh. This, this, this this, flash. Oh, if you do this in my games, I'm reporting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Right here. This is great down. what he's doing right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. L. 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 No. What are you doing? <laughs> just L. I don't understand. He did everything right up until that point. Understand. At that moment, he knew mm-hmm. he fucked up. He did everything Mm. right, guys. This is what you do as an AC. You poke them off. You kind of scare them. Come to me. Come Mm. to me. He has his flashing cleanse up still. He did a great job. That's when your brain starts frying. That's when your brain fries. How could he think he could kill them when he just used his ultimate and it didn't even actually poke them out?
1: No. No. He He was was also, healthy. those three
0: are still alive because he literally just used his ultimate on them.
1: That's that's exactly what the caster said. How the hell did you th- flash? You knew exactly where they are,
0: because he, he guys oh. so it was like how would you know where they are? You got to plex. Okay, this is how you know. This is how you know that he knew that they were there. First of all, he literally just uses alts on them. Okay, there's a ward right here. There's a ward right here. Okay, there's vision right here. You can see them. Then he knows he just pokes them. He's thinking he's chasing the two of them. Right. So the reason mm-hmm. why he knows they're there is because his team is right there. They're probably saying, oh, we just got to pick on Taviego. Let's go. Why else would he go back then? He knows they're there because his teammates probably said they're still here. Yeah, Hansama, outside of this game, up until that point in the game, he was playing very well. But even the other mm. TL games, he's not looked that good. I don't know what's going yeah. on with this roster. The first opening week, week one of the split, they've, they looked great week one. Weeks two, three, four... I don't know, like this. This is just a super raw. Ro- su- this is just a super team on paper. Name alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Getting the but, vitality vibe here, man.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, don't talk about them. That that breaks my soul. <laughs> Pretty much, Danny gets super omega level fed on Ezreal and Yumi. He's literally ten and one at this point. He finishes the game ten mm. and one. Danny yeah. styling on te- and team Liquid at Baron Fitz, no more iconic do <laughs> Oh my god! Just oh, uh, so in fact, mm. inspired. They all play well this game. Uh, Vulcan, he was on Yumi duty. That's what he was. That's what he was designed for. Just Yumi duty, actually. <laughs> but all right, time to finish up the show with one yep. last thing: our predictions. Predictions, mm. baby. Let's do it. All right let's go for the LCS 2022 summer split week 5 let's run week five.
1: week 5
0: yes yes Four. all right it's standings the show whatever this is 100 these <laughs> i still have hope they they got nearly perfect game by flyquest but they had an interesting game against clg uh, 100 these they're about as dicey as t- a team liquid actually mm-hmm. all the teams this yeah. week lost the teams they shouldn't be losing won games they really shouldn't have won but then won very convincing games against team they shouldn't all oh, this week was fucking horrible eg's the only team that are just standing above all these teams i think 100 thieves is still a good team but i think the problem with the 100 thieves is they specifically um if they revert back to what's good for them they win games but if they try any like different styles out there this doesn't work for them really if mm. closer's playing poppy jungle guys that man's going i need some brain dead shit that's a playing poppy jungle is the equivalent of playing Malzahar mid. That's point and click. You that's on skill playing pop. You just knock people away. <laughs> Let's get into the games. Hey. Let's go week five. Who do you have, man? All
1: right, Saturday's games. Come on, it's got to be C nine. You can't you can't just like lie down and just, <laughs> just not come back. I, hope. I give Dignitas their credit for beating Golden Guardians. I thought that was just a, a fun game, fantasy wise, anyways. But Dignitas mm-hmm. did what they needed to do. But I don't think they have the upside. The bot lane, even with Sven, I think C9 should hold the advantage over this one. So. so I'll take C9 TL team. If TL loses to Immortals, which they did, I think <laughs> Spring, they did. I'm gonna have to rethink everything I know about my the LCS life to this day, right. <laughs> Can you imagine like TL losing to IMT at this point? TSM Max against hundred thieves. Match of the week. Come on, come on. I don't. I don't believe in this TSM. I'm sorry. This is, this is the time for hundred thieves to kind of show and get back right on track. EG against CLG. Like EG
0: should mm. beat the living dog shit out of this guy. CLG had such a strong start based off the strength of schedule. And then we've seen how good they are at this point. I, I think they're finally starting to show their true colors. It's that wasn't gonna last very yes. long.
1: Yes, that's my feel too. Like right before the break, and then after the break, you see kind of this like down. Mm-hmm. Now give it to them. They did beat us the first time around, and that was like a wow. Oh wow.
0: Game. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> a game.
1: Call that week we one jitters. <laughs> And then uh, GG against Fly, I, I really want to see Fly win. If they lose to Golden Guardians, I don't know what to say, but I think they should win. So that's my prediction for the first day.
0: All right. I'm going to go with C9, Team Liquid. C9, you better win this game. If they lose this game, oh, oh Lord. My my life getting rethunk, actually. Rethought. <laughs> Thunk is not a word. Their bad gameplays, maybe not even think of words. I'm sorry, everyone watching. Hunter Thieves. If Hunter Thieves goes 2 0 this week, I think you would have them as this is a solidified second place team. But mm. match of the week: EG versus the Hundred Thieves, a rematch of the LCS 2022 Spring Split Finals. EG got the better of them first time around. First time. Can Hundred Thieves finally just beat them? They're like, we'll we'll feel so vindicated if we beat them. <laughs> EG beats we CLG. <laughs> FlyQuest beats Golden Guardians. Team Liquid beats CLG c9 mm. beats golden guardians as much as i like 100 thieves fan of a lot of their players i, I don't think they're winning this time around again i think they're gonna have to wait for that mm. eg they're going 2 zero this week tsm versus immortals i mean it's immortals i don't i don't that's tsm uh, it's Fly <laughs> versus dig y'all gonna say dig Dick.
1: dig can run and hmm. pull
0: off some upsets there you go guys and that's it it was nice to have you on man for the first time hopefully you you can join uh. next week potentially and we do an lcs only episode actually you know
1: all right i'll give my best to try but thank you so much for inviting me this is fun i really like the energy i like like all that you do here man
0: no problem man yeah uh see you guys later like comment and subscribe and we'll see you guys next week